passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Manscaped is here with a deal you cannot pass over for this Easter season. They've got all the tools to give you the beautifully decorated eggs of your dreams. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean you have to go and hide those bad boys behind the tall grass. So make sure your downstairs lawn is mowed. Get yourself feeling as sweet as candy by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off plus free shipping with promo code Bubba. It's time to put all your eggs into the perfect basket with the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped. Inside this ball care buddy basket you're going to find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver ball toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag all to hold your goodies i'm talking the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer it's the elite electric trimmer that has all the proprietary advanced skin safe technology that is designed to trim your hair on loose skin don't forget about the weed whacker 2.0 the crop preserver the ball deodorant and the crop reviver and ball toner april is easter and it's all about the testicular cancer awareness month manscape has partnered with the testicular cancer society to, to bring awareness to testicular cancer men's health and and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed in raising awareness for the most common form of cancer, men aged 15 to 35, by giving support to the fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of the We Save the Balls initiative. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Hop into the best deal of the year with Manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba. Hello and welcome. Just getting adjusted here. Welcome if you're listening on the Rumbles, on YouTube, on Kick. The latest addition to our operation. I think we got, what do we got, Blitz? Five listeners on uh, on Kick? 10,000? Um, something like that, sure. Yeah, okay. Hey, however you're following us, listening to us, doesn't really matter as long as you're in contact with the show. We very much appreciate it. We got a lot going on this weekend. We got the Tarpons game tonight. Everybody knows that I am a I'm a big baseball mark. I love I love sports. I love the balls and the the catching. And listen, I get the appeal of a baseball game because every much like everyone that goes to baseball games, and I've been to a few, no one watches the game, and that's what I'm all about. You know oh, yeah, I mean? I'm going there for the food. Yeah, yeah. So you can go for the food, the drinks, the vibes. It should be a pretty good night, right, in terms of weather. Like, it's not going to be. It's going to be a little warm, but, like, it's going to be nice. No raining in the forecast, no, really? No, okay, no. so it's not going to get rained out. Come hang, come chill. 
Um, we'll probably be getting there around. Uh, let's let's say we're gonna get there at six, which means in in, in Jewish standard time we'll get there at six thirty. And yeah. the game starts, I believe, at seven or kick off. Uh, not kick I think off six thirty. Whatever pitch, the first pitch will be at yes. six thirty. So I know that we got at least probably. What do we uh, rattle off? Like like twenty twenty people at least that have bought tickets. I've seen. I've reposted some stuff on Instagram about people who are like, hey. I just bought my tickets. I'm like, fuck yeah, tag us. I'll repost you. It's going to be a good night tonight. Um, Don't know how many calls I'll be taking. Maybe a few. 813-90-BUBBA if you'd like to call in, if it's uh, pertinent to the conversation. Uh, maybe if you're uh, if you're not if you're not Hootie, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, I have mixed feelings about this. And let me know. You can motion to me if I, if I shouldn't even talk about this or if there's a problem with that. Uh, okay, so we're good. We're good. Um... Yeah, and it's not like I'm going to really harp on the Hootie situation too long. It's more of just like a, a a theme that I've noticed, not just with Hootie, but with the people around me. And it sometimes it's it's shocking because here's the thing about about me and and about a lot of people. Um, usually, when you make a mistake or you you do something and it doesn't end well. You know, the the philosophy that I've taken and that I feel like most people take if you're in the self-improvement, self-development sphere is they go, listen, everyone's going to fuck up. No one's perfect. The best thing that you can do is try to learn from your mistakes, which is something. Is your mic on? Am I? I, I got you on mic four. Is that... How about now? How, how, about, how about that? Perfect. Yes. Well, so there's a light on the switch here. The, where I'm, where I'm at, it lights up, and you can hear yourself uh, when you talk. I can with these headphones. I can barely hear myself. Oh, ever, okay, okay. Ever on any show. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, but here it doesn't light ever light up, so I never know if it's on or not. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because I, I just heard you talking and just sounded, yeah, you know. I, I turned it off because I was, I was doing something real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so I've, I've noticed with people is that, it, at least with me, and sometimes. I make the same mistake once, twice, three times, but when it's a when it's a grave mistake, when it's something that I did that really put myself at a serious disadvantage, it could have been problematic for my future. I hurt someone I cared about, whatever that may be. I really do try to take those experiences to heart and go, okay, it's a time for self reflection, and it's often coupled with shame and guilt and all that sort of shit, but. That's the beautiful thing about emotions is sometimes you're not supposed to uh you're not supposed to go numb. You're not supposed to mask the emotions. You're you're maybe not supposed to go and and get therapy cuz you're sad. It's your brain telling your body, "Hey, we're doing something wrong. Your emotions are supposed to guide your behavior." So, with you know, people like Hootie, sometimes I just get confused because I'm like, you're doing something that's making you and your family not happy and your attorney not happy. And you seem to just, there's an inability, there's a disconnect where you don't seem to be putting together your actions and your consequences and going, huh, if A equals B, maybe I should stop doing A. And that sort of behavior is is really frustrating. There's people in my family that uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but some people that are kind of like that too. And you just go, "What is wrong with your 
with your brain, why isn't it working like it should? Is it is it because A, you don't see there's a problem, B, you don't care, C, you're a psychopath, D, combination of all of the above? I don't know. But um, it seems like the theme of the week is like, and I'm going to keep this so fucking vague because I have to. I have to. But I've just noticed a lot of times when when people get themselves in sometimes dangerous situations and, you know, get out on the other the other end unscathed, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know what, I fall into this category as well, I just realized. Because when I was going through hurricane epilepsy, I really thought that I was going to learn a lesson. And a fucking year later, I was just diving right in head first. <laughs> so it, it really is like a function of time where sometimes when you deal with something you know, I'm going to say traumatic or um, significant, let's say, mm-hmm. you uh, immediately right after the event. So I'll just use myself as the example with hurricane epilepsy. For those that don't know, I'm not going to get into it again. It was a huge PR crisis that hurricane. I went to. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad hurricane. It, cat, it six. Was, <laughs> cat six. It was it was outside of hurricane season. It happened early April, actually. So uh, uncharacteristic of a uh, of Florida climate. But um, got into a huge PR crisis and I really thought I'm like, okay, I'm changing the game plan. I'm going to just err on the, err on the side of caution from here on out. But I guess it's just not in my nature. And you do after an event like that, you do, you're scared. Even like here with Bubba, when I fuck sure. up, you know, there's kind of like this time where you're like, can I say, like, are we cool? Yeah. You know? And I'm the type of person where... I can't just go back to normal. I know people that are like that, mm-hmm. and I admire them for that. I'm not like that. I can't go, oh, we made up? Okay. You know, if I'm if I'm having an issue with Bubba, it's like, all right, I'm going to just chill. I'm going to give him some fucking space. And then if he wants to kind of be playful and silly with sure. me, then I'll match that energy. So... Um, but I do know some people that can go right back to normal after everything's been resolved. I'm not one of them. Uh... But, you know, when something traumatic or significant happens where a lot of damage was done or was avoided because of luck, wherever the case may be, um, sometimes you're you err on the side of caution, you're you're afraid, but then you start to warm up a little bit and then you start to realize, eh, you know, I'm cool here. I'm going to take another chance. And you start getting into risk taking mode again. You forget about the event that happened, you forget about how afraid you were and you just kind of think that maybe, maybe you also think you're kind of invincible because you're like, fuck, I got away with that. I could probably get away with it again. Sure. And then you make a tweet and you get fired. And so you got to just be careful. And maybe I take risks like that with my job, but I typically don't take risks like that with my life. And I know people that do. Mm. I know some people that have made bad decisions and, Got out unscathed, and then a couple years later, back in old habits that could lead once again to that very grave mistake. And you're just like, how do I see this pattern, and you don't see this pattern? Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where if, if it's at a close, if it's at a, 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 a close distance, it's okay. But when it's, you know... In your backyard, in your home, whatever. Then you got to kind of like reassess like, yo, what's going down? What's going on with this? 
Um, and also just I do want to touch on uh, emotions for a second because I feel like I feel like people are people are getting shit wrong, Blitz. People are getting shit wrong about life, and I'm here to break it down for you because I know everything. What are we so, doing wrong? What 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 people are doing wrong, and I've had this conversation with a few people before. What people are getting wrong is that they think they're supposed to be happy all the time. So when they think that they're not happy, they go, "Oh, there must be something wrong with me. Let me self-medicate, or let me." Or you need to accommodate to me because I have an emotional problem or I'm depressed or you get the cute, you can start checking some boxes with like mental health and da 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 and this. And mental health is certainly an issue and you should take care of your mentals and your chickens much like you take care of the rest of your body. But I feel like people immediately assume that when they experience any sort of negative emotion that there's something wrong with them and I want to tell you Quite the contrary, especially if it's an acute depression. Like if your wife left you and you're sad, that means your brain's working right. If you weren't sad, your, your brain's probably broken is what I'm saying. And and people just assume that they're supposed to be happy all the time. But biologically, and I'm, I'm no doctor, but, you know, I read stuff. Um, your brain is designed to keep you alive to survive and to reproduce. That is what your brain is designed to do. It it doesn't really care about if you're you're happy. Your uh, emotions is, is essentially messaging from your brain to the rest of your body about uh, moderating and directing behavior. So mm -hmm. if you feel if you do something and you feel happy, your brain's trying to tell your body more of this. This is good we feel good about what we're doing. So if you accomplish something or, you know, yeah, you have a child or whatever, you connect with, you make a new friend, you get uh, a bonus at, at work, whatever the case is, you feel happy. Your brain's telling your body more of this. When you feel sad, it's really the opposite. It's like, let's redirect the car. Let's make a hard right and get us out of this ditch, much like I did with the, uh, the, the, the team of Mexicans on Monday night. Let's get out of this. Um, anger is, is an emotion used to um, not reconcile. It's supposed to uh, recalibrate like something that's, that's gone wrong. So essentially, if you think something is unfair, you get angry because you're like, no, we need to recalibrate this exchange so that the outcome is now fair because you're calibrating it as unfair. I need to get angry so that the person or people involved see this anger and they know that they need to change their behavior mm -hmm. so that we can recalibrate this, uh, this equation here so that it's fair. Cause that's really what, what anger is all about is, is, is you're like, I feel like I've been unfairly treated for some whatever reason. So, um, you know, not to to throw to to brush mental health under the rug by any means, because it's it's certainly important. But also, just be aware that when you're sad, it's I feel sixty emotions a day in an hour. Like I'll be super happy and then sad That's and then mad. Yeah, yeah, almost one a minute. I would say <laughs> sixty an hour. Every minute it changes. It certainly does. Where I'm relaxed. I'm stressed. I can get a text from Bubba and be elated or sad or afraid or mad or whatever the case may be. 
everything is transient and it's it's one of those like bittersweet things big head todd and the monsters yeah Yeah, um it's one of those bittersweet things where you know in your sad moments you're so happy that things are transient because you're like this is this too shall pass i think there that's a jesus quote or something um this too shall pass but even in your happy moments you also know it's going to pass as well so it's like savor the good moments and just also know that you're going to get through the bad moments and stop trying to and this i'm not telling you i'm also talking to myself but you know try to try not to latch on to the emotions just kind of witness their presence and try to see what they're trying to tell you like okay i'm mad about this or i'm sad about this and it's because x y or z happened so let me try to problem solve to avoid this in the future and that is what i think a healthy brain does it doesn't come easy it often comes with a lot of time and wisdom under your belt because you know when you're when you're especially when you're young you you do dumb shit you do dumb shit a lot but what you should be doing is just kind of tallying all the dumb shit you do and just try not to make repeat mistakes like for instance when i was in detroit and i was getting fired like every other fucking week i didn't understand i was trying to draw a common thread because i kept getting fired for different shit you know i would get fired for stealing produce (laughs) And then I would get fired for telling a customer to fuck off. And I'm like, listen, I'm not repeating any of these things. But I'm doing different stuff. I'm doing, I'm changing course, but for some reason I keep getting caught in that arm bar and I don't understand why. Um, and then I think, I remember it was after I got fired from Embassy Suites in Detroit. It was in Southfield, Michigan. And I was driving home and it was a cold winter night because Detroit and fuck that place. But I was about to spin out in Gary, my horrible car. And I was like, why does this keep happening? Like, and I had been fired from some other place. And I think it was for, it was, I don't know, disorderly conduct. Who knows? Who I don't even remember. But I was like, what, what is the common thread here? And I was like, do I think that I'm above the law? <laughs> like, do, do I think I'm just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want? Am I, is that's kind of like a... And then you said yes, and then what happened? Yeah, then I spun out. And then um, I'm like, why do I Why do I just think I can, I can get away with stuff? And, you know, to be honest, it's one of those things kind of like we talked about where you, you get a little too comfortable. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You get a little too comfortable and um, you, you notice other people doing shit. But listen, everyone cuts their own deal. You don't know if the manager's fucking the other bartender and she can do whatever she wants because that's happened with me too. I'm like, oh, well, Nancy's doing it, so mm-hmm. I can do it. And I'm like running my mouth and they're like, bitch. Or like if Brian from Philly gives us $20 super chat. Ooh, thanks, Brian from Philly. Appreciate you. How's your intermittent fasting going? I hope well. Um, yeah, so it just kind of, uh, it was a, a moment in self-reflection and I think self-reflection is is a dying art. I don't think a lot of people reflect on what they do. Um, I think everybody just wants to, the the default is to blame everybody else. But also, which is interesting, and I hear people say all the time, is they, they claim, you know, I'm not perfect. But then they never admit to being wrong. I'm like, hmm, how can those two things coexist if you're never admitting to being wrong, but also you're not perfect and you mm-hmm. make mistakes, but you're never willing to call out your own mistakes. Um well, let me tell you, like, it really takes away the, 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 the pack of the punch when you call yourself out because then, you know, it's like it, it takes the wind out of people's sails. I used to do that even in elementary school. For people, sure. When people make fun of me for, like, buck teeth, I'm like, what? Because you got buck teeth? And they're just like, fuck. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, because I play the fucking French horn, you fucking piece of shit. Well, They're like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, we're done. So, did you say, are you happy you're fucking me now? Are you happy you're fucking me now? You piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> French hard was a... Rough time, you know. Most people get rebellious when they're a teenager and uh, or preteen, and they want to like you know go out with boys or uh, stay out late at night with friends. I was told that I should probably play a smaller instrument, and I said, "Fuck you!" I said, I "said fuck the system." I'm gonna do what I want to do. And it, initially, I told my mom I was gonna play the tuba mm. because they wanted me to play a smaller instrument because like it was recorder. more manageable. They were like, why don't you play the clarinet like a normal fucking person? Right. Maybe the flute. They're like, my dad was like, Anna, the saxophone is such a cool instrument. You could be Kenny G. You could be Anna H. And I was like, I'm going to play the tuba. And my dad was like, you are a fucking... I can't say what he said. Because you can't say it on on stuff because people get upset. But my dad, you know, he was not a fan of that. He was like, that's not the move. Did he call you a piece of shit? You piece of shit. Um, no, it was, I think it was more accompanied by like an eye roll and like, all right, fuck, if this is how you want to be rebellious and play the tuba. And then I was trying to negotiate with my parents. They're like, Anna, you're not going to play the, f-. my mom was like, Anna, the tuba is bigger than you are. So you're not playing the fucking tuba. And I said, fine. How about, what was it? It was called, not the bear. It was, a. it's just called the baritone. Sax. No, not it wasn't a sax. It was a brass instrument, but it was like a smaller version of the tuba. Feel free to weigh in. I think it's just called like the baritone tuba. I don't know. It's like a smaller version of the tuba. And my parents said, no. And then I said, well, what about the French horn? And they said, what the fuck is that? And I go, it's a it's a brass instrument. You you, you fist it. My mom's like, oh, crap. It's a baritone or a euphonium. Euphonium. Yeah, I think it was just called the baritone. But yes. they sat by the tuba people, um, and it was just a, a it's a huge instrument, but not quite as big as the tuba. Uh, so the baritone or the euphonium is a small tuba. Yeah, exactly, precisely. So I wanted to do that. They said no. My dad's like, "What about the trumpet? Like anything but that? Anything but what you want to do?" I said no. So that was really me sticking it to the man. That was how I was rebellious. Most people would drink alcohol or smoke weed like the cool kids, but I wasn't I wasn't cool. And it's funny, it's um not to keep using the, the bittersweet, but uh maybe juxtaposition because we haven't heard that word oh, in yeah, a while. That's right. But that was a, you know, a common one. It's funny because like I hear about what Dan is going through with Sophia. And if you don't know Sophia, she's beautiful. She's stunning. She's like tall, thin, like she could she could easily do modeling tomorrow. Sure. Um and I just think about the juxtaposition of what my parents went through. Because I, too, once was 15. And no one was worried. No no one was worried. My parents thought that I was, like, sexually confused. They thought I might be gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, I feel like when you're gay, like I am not, but I assume when you're gay, you're probably, like, a little bit like delayed in terms of exposure sexually with because you're trying to figure out your own shit maybe it, not always not as much anymore but yes yeah like when i was growing up for sure if you're gay you're probably not going to have your first sexual experience and again i'm speaking completely right. in averages 
but probably not till college or college age because you're just like, am I gay? Do I just like musical theater? Right. Am I just a big fan of flannel? Like you're just trying to figure your shit out because you're feeling like I'm not default. I'm not heterosexual, so, like, what am I? And then maybe you try to, like, force heterosexuality on yourself, and you're like, this isn't working out. I know Tim Dillon would talk about he, like, made out with this, like, gross girl in high school because he's like, I just thought I was supposed to like girls. Um, So, anyways, I was delayed for other reasons. But, yeah, we've talked about it before. My parents thought I was gay. I was kind of um, had, like, a like a kind of a like a butch quality to me. I you was had a like, <laughs> I had a girlfriend. Um, I was sucking on titties. Um, no, I. What was I gonna say? I was like, I couldn't even call myself a tomboy because I wasn't good at sports. Like, <laughs> I wish I was like that. You know, the the girl with the older brothers that could like rough and tumble. And it's like she's a tomboy, but she's like, it's like kind of hot. Yeah. You know, like yeah, where it's yeah. like I'm I'm a soccer player and I'm like I can I'm really skilled and athletic. But I was just butch with no skill. So I was just oh, with kind of like portly. The, the best yeah. unquote, of both worlds. Yeah, I was a tomboy, with, but I wasn't ath- like that athletic. So it was just kind of like, oh, she's just gay. <laughs> like, right. oh, she's just a little on the butch end of things. Um, but, you know, you, you're very just confused as, a, as an adolescent. You, you don't know. And that's why, and we're not going to get into the whole thing with the thing. But that's why it's kind of just good to just wait. I'm a big fan of, like, just waiting to see how things shake out. Because I remember, it's like, in sixth or seventh grade, I was very confused. I saw a girl, and I, and I like, identified that she was, like, a pretty, like, she was pretty, like, she was beautiful. And then I thought, you know, in my sixth grade ahead, oh, I thought a girl was pretty. I like women. Because, you know, to a, a kid's mind, you just think that if you're, uh heterosexual that you're somehow like blind to the attractiveness of the same sex like Mm -hmm. you're somehow like you can't identify if another chick is pretty because you're heterosexual you only see the attractiveness of men and boys so if i identify that a girl is attractive i'm like oh i want to fuck her like i was confused my parents like just fucking waited out they waited out and i ended up being straight had to come out as straight everyone was super surprised it was fantastic 813 uh 90 bubba but i have been going back in the um in the time capsule of my brain and i had a horrific thought yesterday in the shower so i don't know if you remember but i think it was towards the end of the show yesterday i talked about the guy that was on my floor that went missing and it ended up he tried to rape somebody yes now i had not thought about that guy in about 18 years and it occurred to me that I'm almost 36 and I knew him when I was 18 and that was half my life ago. Mm-hmm. And I was in the shower, like to washing my hair and I went, Ugh! half of my life ago, I started college. I was an adult half of my life ago. And you just go, oh my God. I did the same thing about a week ago. I forget, I, I forget now what it was, but I was like, oh, I did that. I did. I forget what it was, and I was like, I did that. I'm trying to think of when it was, and I'm like, you know, a few years, twenty something years ago, and I was still an adult. Like what? Still an adult. I was like, what? That was like twenty years ago. Yeah, that's what I said. Half your life ago, you could still drink. Yeah. 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 Horrifying. Legally. Legally. (laughs) Yeah. Horrifying. So 
I started, I was like, I have not, and his name was, I, I, I couldn't think of his last name, but it, it occurred to me last night. His name was Christian Karubias, and I can't, I have not had a thought about this kid for about 18 years, but it was, he was the type of, um, I almost said racist, he was the type of rapist that people, like, have nightmares about. He, it wasn't like he was hooking up with a girl and, you know, they were drunk and it's gray area and she uh, doesn't remember it or regrets it later. Not saying that's good, but at least it's open for discussion as to where the lines, where the boundaries were, who crossed what. Yeah, he was pushing girls into the hole in his basement with his dog Precious. <laughs> Motherfucker was... Um, going down the halls and trying to open doors. Oh. And the ones that were locked, obviously, he would just move on. Mm -hmm. But the one, he would get drunk, and the ones that were unlocked, he would just go into the room. Nice. And and at, I don't know how many times he did this, but I only knew him for about, I can't imagine it was more than two months. But he was, uh, his roommate was, like, one of the nicest, like, friendliest, like, he was this Filipino guy named Ryan that would, like, dance and sing all the time. And he was, like, he never let stress get to him. Um, I've, I, yeah, I've known Ryan for years. I haven't talked to him in years. But he was always just, like, always had a smile on his face. That guy was uh, paired, was roommate, roommates with Christian, who was a rapist. And Christian, went, like I said, I remember one time Ryan, like, was talking to people in the hall. And he's like, hey, is anyone I've seen Christian. He uh, haven't seen him, and I'm like, well, when's the last time you saw him? He's like, oh, Thursday night. He left. I'm like it's Sunday. He goes, yeah. He goes, no one's heard from him. He hasn't called anyone. He hasn't texted anybody. I don't know where he is. Like his shit's all here. Hmm. His car's in the parking lot. Like what happened to this kid? He was gone for about a week. Literally missing. And and we told her RA, but she was a dumb drunk whore too. She was only a year older than us, and she was fucking all the guys on the floor. Um, I'm not bitter. It's not like she fucked anybody that I was interested in. Um, she wow, didn't call that a hero. Yeah. Uh, she she didn't do jack shit. So nobody knew what happened to this guy. And I remember distinctly we were in the like hub area of our floor, and it was I went to UCSB, and I mean we're talking about there were probably like twenty thousand kids in my my graduating class. So there were tons of different dorms, and we lived in these two towers mm -hmm. called Francisco Torres Towers. We called it FT North, FT South, and obviously you call them the fuck towers because there was a lot of fucking going on. Not with me, but with everybody else. So, um, yeah, we were watching. Uh, people were watching TV, and I remember my friend Beth. She just called out to everybody from the hub, and she said, right now and so you know we all come running out mm -hmm. and we see fucking christian's face right on the tv oh nice yeah and we're like um and we're like ryan we found him <laughs> <laughs> apparently he was going through different floors there were i want to say like 10 or 11 floors on each of these towers just mm. like packed with like thousands of kids within like a half a mile radius sure. and just going uh, trying to open all these doors and got in a girl's room who had she didn't lock her door that night and he just got into bed with her and tried to fucking rape her like the shit you have nightmares about of course. it wasn't like the girl was too drunk at the party and she was wearing the mini skirt and mm -hmm. she was in the back alley and we can she was asleep in her fucking bed and her only crime was not locking her door that night so um you know thankfully and i know this sounds weird but thankfully he was like so intoxicated 
that he was unable to like really do a lot of damage, if that makes sense. Like she was able to just be like, what the fuck? Starts screaming and he's like, doesn't know what's going on. He was immediately arrested. And it's funny because I remember taking two of the guys on my floor to the county jail to pay him a visit. I dropped him off. I said, all right. One was named Chris. The other one was Brian. I'm like, all, I, I guess we, you know, there, there was only a few people with cars. So I was like in the car with like another person who had a car. And we're like, all right, well, we're going to Trader Joe's. So we'll drop you off at jail. You could say hi to Christian, say what's up. And then we'll pick you up on the way back. And they said, that sounds good. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, just interesting stuff about. Did you ever get out or what's, what, or do you, you know? know? I, I don't remember, which is so fucking sad that memories just slip away i must have i think he did hmm. get out and just went home like oh, okay. i think the school expelled him like he can't be he can't be like fucking trying to rape people in the middle of the night like what yeah th- there was just and he i just remember in the rules i know and this guy you know i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say much but i will just say affirmative action because this guy was dumb as fuck. Like, mm. shockingly dumb. I mean, to the point where I was like, where are you from? Like, you don't speak the language very well. And he was like, West Covina. And I'm like, oh, you're from L.A. So you've, like, lived here your whole life and you're struggling <laughs> to speak the language of, like, something's not right here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I was like, wow. I haven't had a thought about that human being that I knew and interacted with. For so long and it was just like opened up this floodgate of like all these experiences that I had, you know, what the things that were my daily life that are so foreign to me now um, were part of my daily life. And and part of my daily life for, you know, a good two months was having breakfast with Christian and a bunch of other people. We were all in the same stupid philosophy class. So we'd get up early and have breakfast and and ride our bikes over there, and then all of a sudden one day he was just gone, never to be seen again. And that's fine with me, but just uh, interesting. Interesting. Do you, do you have thoughts about like people from your past? You're like, I have no idea where these people are, what they're up to. I don't follow them on Facebook, but you know they, they not, were maybe significant, maybe not, but whatever fucking happened to yeah, them? Yeah, every now and then. And the, the worst one will be like, I'll be like, oh, whatever happened to that person? What was their name? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I had like 10 classes in high school with them and we were really good friends and we right. hung out all the time. What was his name again? Yeah. People you've had, you were, you had like close relations, like very close relationships with, and maybe there was a falling out. Maybe they tried to rape someone and went to prison and you never saw them again, whatever the case may be. And they just kind of like, oddly enough, pop, like I, and it was so bizarre. Cause when I mentioned that story, I'm like, fuck, I haven't thought about that guy in like almost 20 years. I wonder Whatever happened? There was um, there was a couple people that like I did hung I hung out with growing up, and I either haven't talked to them in a while or don't anymore or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and I looked up one of them a couple years ago, and uh, he, I, I, his, his mother and my mother are friendly, and I guess she saw him and told him that he was an author. His mom told my mom that he was an author. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I'll look it up. Um, he wrote a book on uh, Satan and mm-hmm. how to how to worship Satan, and it was like some like online book thing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he's not an author. He's uh, is he a blogger? Messed up. Yeah, he's not okay. No. Um, you're right about Satan. He was writing songs on Satan is Lord and 
Satan is Lord. I was like, wow, that's nice as mom. Oh, that's my what's... son's an author. Yeah. Well, and may I ask a question as someone who doesn't know anything about religion but hates all of it? What's what's so wrong with Satan? Why why can't we? What? People like devil worship. And I and the next question to me is like, Anne? Right. It's Anne? not any worse than anything else. I just don't understand. Uh, like, I mean, without you... going into details, some of the stuff that was on his YouTube, um, uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't kosher, I guess you could say. I mean, I get it if you're like, you should, uh, you know, kill kids in a sacrifice to to appease. Now, that I would agree with. Like, like, yeah, fine. But, like, you know, if they're into, like, human sacrifice or shit like that, like, okay, fine. But, like, if you're just like, hey, I'm a Satanist, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And? Oh, no, that part of it, I don't care. Cause problem. For the most part, most, you know, this, people will hate on a religion. Let's take, uh, I don't know, maybe one that L. Ron Hubbard started, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and they go, those people are crazy. I'm like, well, they don't, like... They're crazy compared to what the norm is, but the norm is crazy if you think about it too. So absolutely, and, and we kind of broke it down yesterday during the uh, the during, Easter talk. Yeah, that was all lummy. Yeah, that you was know, his deal. yeah, I um, <laughs> it was his deal, and it is funny because like you you talk about it like it's a like it's fact almost like oh, and then Jesus did this, and it was three days of this, right? And then when you start to really break down the story, you go, wow, that sounds insane. How could anyone believe that? I had someone tell me recently that they um, they had to stop reading the Bible because it was making them question things more than they should. Because they're like, all the shit in here is so ridiculous that I have to stop reading the Bible. That makes sense. Because it's making me believe in my religion less. And I went, huh. Well, that's interesting. I like that take. Do you ever, uh, like, do you ever think that back in the day— the people that were in charge of kind of writing the Bible or rewriting the Bible or whatever, they would know that like information would be so easy to find. Cause you got to think, you know, back, uh, what did Bubba say? Uh, 2000 years ago, back when our, before our country was formed. Yes. You know? What? Yes. Right around <laughs> when America was formed. Right. <laughs> um, like they were like, these people, there's no way to Google stuff. Like, so they're never going to know this. They're just going to, mm -hmm. this, this book is just going to be something that they'll all believe because they can't look it up. You know, there's no research. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I don't think that that's even why religion gets started from the get. I think oh, no. that it's at least initially started with people just trying to explain the observable universe. Sure. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start latching. Th well, it's the gods, and then we have to appease the gods, and then you have this morality kind of woven into it. It's weird that, like, there's elements, the same elements are kind of like in, in all religions where it's like a higher power deal, a uh, ritual-based deal, a uh, moral code deal. And it, it seems like those two, th those things really aren't or shouldn't be related, but they seem to always, like, weave together. But, yeah, you're right. It's... It was Jesus, but it was really Jesus' PR team because I feel like they didn't they didn't write anything down for 200 years, and then they're like, maybe we should mm -hmm. write these stories that have been telephoned for yeah. 200 years down. So you know, maybe we can just kind of smudge on the details, and no one's going to really notice. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, it's this interpretation. It's the West Baptist Lutheran fucking with the Pentecostal kicker interpretation. Right. Um. And to me, and we looked this up yesterday, that there's 10,000, I think, religions. religions. Yeah. So you got to think to yourself, like, everybody's wrong but me. 
I mean, that and, and, and Ricky Gervais has a great quote about it. And he says something along the lines of like, everybody is an atheist except for the God that they believe in. Like, you're an atheist when it comes to Roman mythology or when it comes to, uh, you know, being a, a Muslim or a Buddhist or, you know, you don't believe in all the Hindu gods or whatever. But you think that your Christian God or your, Ju- you know, Jewish judeo-christian god is is the one but you're an atheist when it comes to every single other religion and it's like i'm that but plus one more that's it that's the only difference between you and i is like i just also don't believe in that so um it it it, it, i don't know i feel like i we're getting bamboozled like we did with the schmova thing sort of a deal like oh you must submit it's like no we don't we could we could think freely and discuss things and Listen, if you want to believe in religion, and here's the thing, like, I always feel like I'm such a piece of shit, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I like to talk about the, like, science and religion and how they are not compatible at all. But when you start saying that trying to break down, like, why religion isn't or why God isn't real or whatever the case may be, or there's, I would just say that there's no evidence for for God, so, like, why would I believe in one? Mm-hmm. Um but then I also feel really bad because, like, there's a lot of people that I, I know and care deeply about that do, and that brings them a lot of peace and, and a lot of fulfillment in their life. And I feel like such an asshole going, well, everything that you've centered your life around is fucking bullshit, you know. And so that's – even though I'm not trying to, you know, um, insult them, I feel like kind of by default I am – but then it's like, well, you're telling me what I'm thinking isn't right either. So I feel like you're just par for the course. But who knows? Who knows? I'm in the business of p- uh, piss people off, and I think I'm doing pretty well. Hello, is this? What's up, guys? Florida Stanley. What's, What's up? up, Florida Stanley? How's it going? I, I have a couple of different uh, subjects. I, I called in the, the back up for a minute. I called in uh, when you were talking about, like, I wonder what happened to that person. Yeah. And then while while you had me on hold, uh, then you started talking about the Bible. So I'll, I'll do the Bible thing real quick, and then I'll sure. back up. So uh, the I know you listen to to JRE a lot. Um, I I'm like two months behind on his uh, on his podcast. Okay, so you have to go back like two or three months. But the, I forget the guy's name. But it was only about two or three months ago. He had this guy on his podcast that broke the Bible down. He's like, and he's a he's a scientist and a geologist, and he's like breaking the Bible down. He's like he talks about. The Bible says something along the lines of there was two a two mile high tsunami. Okay, well that, he's like that that just doesn't seem possible. Like even with the, even if with a, a huh? two miles that's a big tsunami. Yeah, but there's a mountain. Right. They're finding fossils of fish. Hmm. Yeah. So they're finding fossils yeah. of fish in places that two are two miles, miles high. Range. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a whole bunch of it. He like he breaks part of the Bible down. He's like some of this stuff is not out of the realm of possibility. Was now, it Graham Hancock? Maybe it probably was because he talks about a big catastrophic cataclysmic event that happened at the yep. end of the last ice age and the uh, uh-huh. younger and, like, Dryas. The is, like, yes, resetting itself and the polar the the pole switch for. Did he have days. an English accent? Yes. Okay, it's Graham Hancock. Yeah, it was him. I've watched yeah, that. Was a very na- fucking nailed it. Yeah. It's funny. I even knew who he was talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so uh, with two things happened with, with, with wondering what those people ended up doing. So in ninth grade, 
I won't tell you her last name because she still has the same last name, but I dated this chick named Jessica for probably half of ninth grade. Okay. She was the hottest chick in the fucking school. This girl had a zero size waist, double D tits, and in, in ninth grade, and was just smoking hot. I dated her halfway through ninth grade. Yeah. So she tracked me down a couple years ago and hit me up on Facebook, and she was like, hey, what have you been up to? And I'm like, I clicked on her picture, and then I'm like, wait, that's not the same. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear it God. Oh, dear yeah. God. She, is, she had a kid, and she gained about 300 pounds. No way. Oh, that's my favorite story. And- <laughs> oh, I got, I got, okay, I got so one then, like that. And then a very similar thing happened to me all through sixth grade when I was living in Georgia. I'll, I'll say her last name because she got a different one now. I dated uh, Karen Ward. She was the head of the cheerleading squad and, again, the hottest chick in the entire Dang, fucking school. Hottest sixth grader sixth, ever. Yeah, it sounds weird for me to say it, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few years ago, I was think, I, like, she just kind of crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder what ever happened to that chick. Like, she was the hot, hottest chick in school. And this is right around the time that Jessica hit me up. So I'm like, I'm trying to think about, okay, well, I dated the hottest chicken school in sixth grade too so i wonder what happened to her so i started poking around like there's no way this bitch doesn't have social media but i couldn't find her so i'm like all right maybe she got married and she doesn't have the same last name i found her sister uh on on facebook and then found karen's instagram holy Mm. shit same thing she had a kid and gained about 300 pounds well i guess you dodged a bullet right i I mean did you break up with them did they break up with you mixed bag uh yeah, I think Karen broke up with me, and I know I broke up with Jessica because she was a fucking psycho. Okay. Was she a whore? Uh, was she whoring it up? No, she's just absolutely insane. Oh, okay. Karen, I moved out of the state. I, so I dated Karen oh. when I was living in Georgia, and then we, that was about moved the time that, the that I moved uh, to Florida. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, why that, that's why that ended. But, yeah, holy well, shit. Well, it's probably then, good yeah. you didn't procreate with these women. Perhaps. Well, especially when you're a My grade. hobbies are way too expensive to have a kid. I'm 34 years old and I had a vasectomy at 31. But oh, <laughs> they let you do that? Free vasectomies, huh? They they let you do that? I had to pay triple. Cuz they cuz the doctor most doctors wouldn't do that. I wouldn't imagine yep. they would especially if you haven't had children. I went to one doctor. He said, "You're under 35. Have you ever been married?" I said, "No." He goes, "Do you have any kids?" He goes, "All right, it's going to be triple." I'm like, "All right, that's bullshit." So I went to another doctor. He says, "You're under 35. Have you ever been married?" I said, "No." He goes, do you have any kids? I said, I got three kids. He goes, all right, I'm going to need to see birth certificates. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's interesting. So they just charge you more? I mean, what? Yep. Why? A vasectomy is $600. I had to pay $1,500. Why, why would they charge you? Are they just trying to deter you from doing it? Or... Yes. yes. Okay. But they'll still do it. Some of them they'll will. Do it. They'll just, okay. they just charge you triple. It's not so like women. That's fucked up because they if a woman doesn't have any kids, they won't tie her tubes. They just they they no doctor will will tie your tubes if you're a woman and you don't have any kids. Okay. But at least yeah. for men, they they allow a vasectomy if you don't have any kids. But they literally they charge me fifteen hundred dollars when it's supposed to be six. Um, and not that it's that successful, but I think they can reverse some vasectomies, right? Like, yeah, they're expensive yes, they and they're not easy to do. Yeah, and they're not they're always not successful. Easy to do, and it's it's more painful than the actual vasectomy. But you can still, they, like, you what, still produce sperm. The, like, could you, could you, like, curate some sperm and then just inject it? Like, it'd be a pain in the ass, but you, you could probably do it that I, way. I right? believe so. Like, just, Prob- just yeah, cause drain it, it from the balls and. It. So, yeah. Then, yeah, you would just have to, like, extract it from the, your, from your, the actual. The epididymis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, they, because they cut the, they cut the tube. They cut, they, they, don't they just cauterize cut it, it once, they cut it twice. Yeah. And then they cauterize it so it's separated, completely separated from each other. Yeah. So they have to go in and basically put in an artificial tube 
in Oof. in place of where they where they cut out. Yeah. Ugh. But it is rever- it is reversible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. So. I'm not a big fan of sterilization, even though I feel like you know many people should be. But yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, so no kids for are you. Too expensive, and I don't want any kids. All right, I'll, I get I'll it. See you guys later. I get it. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Uh, you said you had a similar story. Oh yeah, but a, a girl in high school. I didn't. I didn't. I knew her. I didn't date or anything. She was like super hot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, had. Um, is this the neighbor yes, chick? Yes, okay, yes. yeah. So I've told you before. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw her like a couple years later. She had a kid, and like I think she was a senior, and she had a kid or something. Okay. And uh, that threw her off, even as oof, a, a even as a young kid oof, having a kid. Oof. Threw her off. Um, yeah, she, uh, that can happen. Doubled, that can happen. Doubled, tripled in size, maybe. Yeah. That's like the only thing that I feel like I can't speak from experience on when I try to give people advice on shit. They're like, well, Anna, you haven't had a kid. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but also I've seen people who have had children and the ones that like try to get get it back nice and tight usually fucking do. Like, yeah, usually do. I mean, I don't know. And I and then, and then obviously they combat and go, well, that, you know, they're freaks of nature. It's like I'm pretty sure Romina Diaco has had two kids. She's got a banging bot. Like it doesn't. It's not a death sentence to your body. She was also younger right. when she had them, right, but nevertheless, right. I'm just you know, I, I try to speak, but also leave crack some doors and windows open because that's usually what people fly. You know, throw my way. Oh well, you don't fuck. All right, well you don't fucking know, bitch. Eight one three ninety Bubba. Um, would it be wise for let's let's say? Do, is it a cool if we don't take a break? We don't have to. Do you want us to? Would it be easier for editing purposes? What if I have to poop? All right, he's got to shit. We're going to take a break. Um, We'll be back in about uh, whenever he's done shitting. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? 
Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you for calling or calling. Thank you for holding caller. We'll get to you in just one moment. Thank you for calling holder. Exactly. First time, last time. Um, is it, what were you saying? I said Tukey Tukey. Oh, Tukey Tukey. I was like, oh, is it? I thought you said it's Hootie. And I'm like, no. Uh, I don't know who it is. I'm, no, I'm not, not that guy. I don't even know if I feel bad for him today. I've just some days I do. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I'm not angry. Sometimes I feel sorry for him. I wish I could. 
Uh, I, I always do you do you feel ever when you don't understand someone you're like I wish I could just kind of like crawl inside their brain for just one second just to see what the fuck so it's like it, being Sometimes. in a different home where you're just like oh this is how you think about things and process no wonder why you're such a fuck up like yeah. I get it and then you immediately like leave and I, go back I wonder I, I do wonder how people process stuff sometimes I'm like how does that make any sense to you right exactly I'm like man that's how you're running through life just thinking you know x y or z that's what what you think is a good idea or that's like the the your your mental capacity when it comes to problem solving i'm like that's piss poor that's lackluster that's not good um let's take a call hello who's this hey i'm on and blitz this is gary how are you what's up gary gary are you okay oh i just uh had to stumble over my words. That's all. Oh, okay. I was like, he's Gary, not doing Gary, I have well. Have a question. What do you drink? Uh, alcohol wise, you mean? No, like, uh, like, well, that too. But like on a normal day, like, do you do you? Is it water? Uh, like Coke? What what is it? Water, coffee, okay. soda. Soda, nice. Why? I was sound like you were drinking something, but I'm just I don't know. I just wonder. No, 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 no. I was just trying to learn more about you. Yeah. What's okay. up, Gary? Three things. I think your your rapist buddy or friend or colleague. Yeah, my rapist buddy. Was. Let's call him that. <laughs> I think he was trying to uh, <clears throat> copycat Ted Bundy. I was curious if that was ever brought up. Oh, I don't. I don't time. think so. I don't think he was smart enough for that. Ted Bundy was pretty bright. Christian yeah, Caribias was a effing R. With the college thing, he would hang out at the dorms and stuff. Yeah, no, he number, no, he was too dumb. Yeah, go ahead. Number two, I know Florida Stanley snipes me all the time, but thank <laughs> God he got himself snipped. We don't have to cover the <laughs> progeny of that guy. <laughs> right. Do you have kids, Gary? I feel like we've asked you that. Yeah, I have three. Oh, nice. Yeah, boys, girls, uh, neither? Both? Well, I have three boys. <laughs> three then, boys, okay. Yeah, and then back when I was... 20, um, my then wife delivered twins too early, one lived for an hour, one lived for 10 minutes, and they were girls, so oh, shit. five usually. Okay. But, yeah, that happened. Yeah. And three, I want to wish you guys a great weekend. Thank you, Gerber. Religious or non-religious. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a triple threat, and that's why so, yeah. so much shit's going down in the Middle East right now. Thank, yeah. Yeah. Well, have the Blitz look for an Easter egg in your sweet spot there. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck that even means, but um, I'm going to let you go, Care Bear. Thanks. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Thank Care Bear. Country Girl gifted six subs and kick. Thank you, Country Girl, very much. Thank you and your 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 wonderful titties um, that are on display. And and, and uh, who else has uh, Maria, Guatemala, great, mm-hmm. great rack. I, I Sometimes um, I want to share her. Her photos, because I feel like the rest and, of Bubba Army will appreciate and Country them. Country Girl earlier said that she did not get her boobs until 11th grade. Oh, so maybe mine are still on their way? Are you in 11th grade? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a late developer and I'm oh. going to get tits at 42. Who knows? Maybe. Probably not. Um, yeah, but with Maria, I'll see some of her photos and I'll, like, want to share it. And then I realize her profile is private. Yeah, I know. So then I'm like, maybe she doesn't want people to see her tits. But then if you post them, don't you think... It, when you want people to, I don't know. So I just, I, I was know. like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it. I've never even seen any of those pictures. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 great. I will show them to you after after the show. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, 
as Gary referenced about, you know, the weekend, I was so grateful. My dad just got home yesterday afternoon, so I was very grateful for that because now, like, literally where he was two days prior in Jerusalem was getting fucking... Uh, they raided this mosque because apparently there were a bunch of worshipers slash protesters in this mosque. They refused to leave. They were throwing, like, firecrackers at the Israeli troops, and so they went in and stormed the mosque, and then, you know, I think some people got hurt. I think a couple people died. And then Hamas, it's just a, it's a, just a fucking... It's a triple threat right now in the Middle East. People are on high alert because you got a fucking Passover, mm-hmm. Ramadan, Easter kicker. It's this is game time for all three major religions on the planet right now is is what's going on. And Jerusalem, if you're unfamiliar with, you know, the the history of the city has significance for all three of these religions. Like, I think for certainly for the Jews, the, the, the holiest place on the planet for people of the Jewish faith is Jerusalem, the Wailing Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe for Muslims. It's the third most holy place after Mecca and Medina is, I think, I want to say, like, Dome of the Rock. Am I making I this up? I don't know. Well, the Dome of the Rock or wherever it is, this mosque that's very important to, to Muslims is, like, right next to the Wailing Wall. And then you got all the, like, Jesus shit where I think we were watching yesterday in Jerusalem where they have the, uh, where Jesus was uh laid to rest you know before he was resurrected that is all like in the same couple of square miles maybe even closer i know that there's like a a jewish quarter a muslim quarter a christian quarter and i don't know if there's any more quarters or if i just forgot but anyways uh yeah you got the triple threat so you got a bunch of hungry people who are like they haven't eaten during the day because listen i get crabby too especially if you're not used to intermittent fasting slash ramadan you're just like you, you can't have sex during the day motherfucker they're in the desert and did you know that they can't even drink water during the day well that's smart so during ramadan which is a full month it's not like a day or even a week it is at one month long every year for people who of the of the islamic faith and during the day, you cannot have any intimate relationships, uh, relations with your spouse, so no sex, abstain from sex. You cannot have food, so you're intermittent fasting, but you still have to go to work. Um, and, and on top of that, which I don't think is a great idea, especially when it's hot outside, you're not allowed to have any water during the day either. No water during the hot day in the desert. People are a little on edge. Not good. And then you got the the Passover deal, so people are fucking trying to do their shit. Those Jews. And then you got Easter, and people are there. So it's just a it's just a kind of a big uh, it's a big mess, a big uh, hullabaloo over there. So I was so grateful once they started. I think there were some rockets that were getting sent over from Lebanon, um, and I think most of them were shot down by the Iron Dome system. But a few made it over. And I'm like, I'm so glad my dad's home. He's home. He's back. He's doing his thing. Good. So, uh, very glad about that. Uh, Florida Stanley, during Gary's call, sent $100 to Snipe Gary. Woo! Uh, My dad just texted me. Good. We didn't see it right away, so it, yes, uh, you'll get a Snipe credit. Yes. Oh. Oh, my dad's, uh... My dad's being Jewish at the Wailing Wall right there with his buddy Jack. That's so funny. I I'm, thought he was home. He is, but he just sent me a video. He's listening right now, most most likely. So oh, he's, he, no. he's weighing in. Papa Homo's listening. So he will give me a, a synopsis after the show like he likes to do. And he goes, hey, you got this wrong about me. You got that wrong about me. 
And that's fine. That's fine. I, I appreciate it. 81390Bubba. Um, another exciting thing that's coming up is I'll be I'll be a stripper. I'll be a, a pole dancer. Um, me okay. and some of the gals. I'm sure your dad's proud. Is it, right. He's listening, so he probably wants to, me to film in on this sort of stuff. But uh, for those that, that don't know, and, and many of you do, Ty J's wife opened up a pole dancing studio. Um, dojo. A dojo. Will break boards and poles, and has invited some of the Bubba Army ladies mm-hmm. uh, to come and uh, take a class. And it's one of those things where it's like I'm not a very overtly sexual person, so I've kind of stayed away from stuff like that or any sort of like heels class. I did dance growing up, but you know, it was mostly kind of not cheer palm stuff, but you know, not super overtly sexual stuff. A lot of tap dancing, a lot of ballet dancing stuff like that Mm -hmm. so this is all this is all new to me this is all greek to me so i'm very excited and very grateful that you know ty j um has invited us to come uh me and some some gals and if you weren't invited don't be offended because first off the scheduling was a fucking nightmare um you know trying to coordinate with a bunch of bitches about when you know who's available for what what time what day what you know month is was a lot and I knew it was going to be an undertaking but you know I'm the one who's on the show so I need and if I wanted to get done I'll I'll just do it myself so uh, I took a couple days to try to you know pin down a a date and time and I also reached out to Jeannie who's Taiji's wife and she's like we only have like this amount of polls Mm-hmm. So instead of us, everybody fucking rotating and people sitting out, it's like, why don't we just do a smaller group and then everybody can have like the full hour or however long experience. Sure. So we're doing that. So don't be offended if, you know, I didn't reach out to you or if you couldn't make it. I know some people wanted to go that couldn't. So, um, you know, if it goes well and people like it, which I'm sure we will, we'll probably be going around for round two and I'll probably bring a a different set of chicks or, you know, if some people want to do it again. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll sort it out. So just don't be don't be upset. Don't be offended. But if you are is somewhat interested, you know, reach out to me at some point. So you're just like, hey, I just want to let you know that sounds kind of fun. I'd like to try it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going down. Um, I'm a little nervous to try it, not because I'm nervous to try it, but it's like. It's gonna be on camera, mm. and I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really feeling quite vulnerable because you guys know me, as, and I know myself as someone who's not, who's never really spun around on a pole before. So me trying some stuff, looking dumb, is highly likely. But I think it's gonna be great content if sure. I'm good at it, and better content if I'm horrible at it. Absolutely. So we have to film it, and it's one of those weird things when you're in any sort of entertainment business where you're like this is going to make me look bad but it's going to be it's going to be great content so we'll do what we have to do to make sure that the people are happy be fun that the will of the people are happy i'll be uh, building explosives that day yes yes you will um (laughs) and i actually will (laughs) yeah no he he really will this is this is not a joke yeah um i did kind of want to end on this, I got an interesting text message from a friend yesterday, um, a girl, a girlfriend, by the way, and she sent me something um, like it was like a it was a tweet that she saw that she, you know, we we often open the floor for discussions about things that are often uncomfortable to be had with anybody else. So you can't really have this sort of conversation with 
in polite society. And I, I like that I have very few people like that in my life where I can truly speak honestly and tell them how I feel about things, even if it's an uncomfortable truth oftentimes. So this is from my friend, and she just sent me this tweet. She goes, quote, Give me a current event that is dooming our nation, and I'll tell you how the 19th Amendment made it possible. And she then writes, the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote, by the way. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a woman, by the way. Yeah, gross. Right. She goes, it's a hot take, and I think women should vote, but I also don't disagree. And I went, huh, interesting. Um, You know, and she's a woman, so it's not like she's trying to tell me that women shouldn't vote, whatever. And... When I started to think about it, I'm like, huh, is it really the case that with women voting, things have been worse? It's not something that you can really discuss in polite society. And anybody who is even uh, even a centrist would want to shut that shit down. You can't even discuss it. You can't even talk about it. It's taboo. It's much like the um, the bell curve where you can't even start asking questions when it comes to the intersection between race and intelligence. Like we can't even investigate it because it's racist. Like it's kind of like in that category of stuff, which is why I love talking about it. Cause it's like, it's spicy. It's taboo. Um, and I started thinking about, it, I'm like, man, is that true? Is that, do you think things are worse that the women can vote? And, and again, I'm sure there's plenty of people in chat and be like, yeah, one more fucking stuff out of the kitchen. Under, understood. How did you know what I was thinking? Yeah, right, understood. But if we can try, you know, even just as a, I know we like to talk about fun things, but if we can just try to get in a more reflective state of to, mind. To be honest, I, I don't think that's the case. I would, uh, I don't like the the promotion of everybody should go vote. Even if you don't know what you're voting for, just go vote. You need, you're, you're a citizen, go vote. Uh, no, you should know what you're voting for. Yeah, I agree, but also kind of like how you feel about guns, where you're like, you don't have to have training. It's a it's a right. Oh, no, no, no. They have the right to do it. Yeah. I'm not taking it. I'm just saying yeah. should. Yeah. You should know what you're doing to sure. go vote because you're sure. messing things up. And you should be, you know. I'm, I'm okay with legally they're like, absolutely they're legally allowed to. Right. And I wouldn't stop that. Sure. Yeah. My, should they? Yeah. You're like, should you be trained in firearms you should. Yeah. You yeah, should. It's yeah. a good idea. Do you have to to own a gun? You're saying no. Okay. Right. Um, same deal here. And I, I, uh, it opened up an interesting conversation with my friend, again, who is a woman, so mm-hmm. this isn't coming from a guy. Um, and I go, I don't know if you can really break it down that way and just say, you know, things are worse now because women are voting. And I even went to say, as far as to say, listen, even if it's true, even mm-hmm. if it's true that the fact that we have opened up the polls to women, even if that's true, I'm okay with things being worse because I prioritize liberty and freedom over everything else. So, again, these are just like my the tenets I live by. I would prefer a more chaotic society where people had more freedoms versus one that was more orderly and maybe even safer with less freedoms. Because I always feel mm-hmm. like with less freedoms, even if it's safe for a while, I always feel like it's going to turn it's going to turn around because then and someone's going to gain too much power. Yeah, it's way easier and it will happen quicker. It will happen quicker and especially because if you have less freedoms, this is usually just kind of how the the flow chart goes. Mm-hmm. You have maybe you have some sort of democracy, then you have like some sort of uh, you know, dictator or someone who has too much power. 
someone like Xi Jinping um, that then turns into someone like Mao Zedong. And then what happens is you have like a one party state, which you do now in China. But, you know, it gets to the point where it's like as bad as Mao Zedong. And then what happens is that really makes a society right for a revolution. So when you have this two party system, the reason why it's so, quote, stable, but feels unstable because it's like Republicans, Democrats, Republicans, Democrats. Well, the the power shift just kind of goes like this mm-hmm. instead of all the power being apexed and then just a complete revolution where everything gets demolished. Look at Russia. Look at the 1917 revolution where the the Romanovs, after 300 years of rule, they were, you know, uh, I wouldn't say they were a royal family. But like, you know, Nicholas II was the last like king or czar, which is essentially a dictator. And the people were fucking sick of it. And then you have a revolution with the Bolsheviks in 1917. And that's when communism is born in Russia. And uh, things have not really been great since then. Right. Not that things were so great before <laughs> communism either, but nevertheless, what what happens is like when you have one person with a lot of power and there's not really like an oscillation of power, that's when things become open and, and vulnerable to a revolution, which can cause a lot of chaos. And not saying that all revolutions are bad. Some revolutions need to happen, like the American Revolution, but it co- it's going to cause a lot of chaos to lead to order that leads to more chaos that leads to order. So that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I told my friend, I said, listen, I, I prioritize freedom over all else, liberty over all else. I'd rather live in a, quote, like less safe society if I know that I have freedoms to do what I want with my own life, which I only, in my estimation, have one. So I would like as few restrictions as possible on myself to live the life that I want to live. And I want that freedom for everybody else. Um, and with that said, I'm okay with things being worse as long as, as it's the will of the people. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like when Fetterman, for example, when I was like, I cannot believe that they had a guy who was stroking out on stage and he was able to secure the vote and become a Senator, right? Not a con- not a Congressman. Not a representative, but a a senator. Mm-hmm. So that, that's wielding a lot of power. Um, I was like, I cannot believe that happened. But also, if that's what the people wanted, then that's what the people of Pennsylvania are going to get. And I'm glad he's in. Good for them, because that's what they I, wanted. I agree. I don't think it's a good idea. And I think you're dumb for voting for the guy because he half of his brain is missing. But if that's what the will of the people is, then... So be it. That's how I feel. So I think that's kind of how I rationalize it. If it's worse because this demographic, whether it be old people, young people, women, men, black, white, whatever the case may be, if you're like, man, things are worse because these people are getting involved, even if they're fucking misinformed, even if it's, you know, you don't agree with their politics, as long as it's the will of the people, then they're getting what they want, even if it's not serving them well, in my estimation, I'm weirdly okay with that, or more okay with that, I should say. Is that fair? Is that yeah. fair to say? Is that a hot take? I don't know. Eight one three ninety bubba. Um. So yeah, I'm all about I'm all about freedom because I me think too. yeah, and it's it's important for me to um to and I think a lot of it kind of comes from this like nihilistic perspective i have on life because i'm like at the end of it all i'm just gonna be a fucking bag of bones Mm -hmm. so i got one fucking life and i want to live it the way that i want to live it with as few i understand you have to have some rules 
anarchist. I'm not a complete anarchist. I understand that you can't just fucking, I'm going to go drive on the wrong side of the road today. I'm going to mow over some people mm-hmm. without get any consequences. Yeah, I get stuck in a Help. Thank you so much, Mexican. Um, I understand that, you know, there has to be some regulations on what you can do, not really to restrict yourself, but to kind of, you you need to restrict other people that want to infringe on your own rights. So everybody yeah. kind of has to have some restrictions. And I'm I'm okay with that because I'm living my own life with my freedom to the point, the boundary is where I start to infringe on somebody else's freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can go run and run and run, but if I just like want to run to someone's fucking house, like I can't do that because they don't want that and I'm infringing on their rights. Sure. So I'm cool with that. And I, I'm not an anarchist. Some people think that I am. I'm not a commie. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm none of the above. I just, I like, I like liberty. I like freedom. And if things are worse because it's the will of the people, then so be it. Um, thank you guys for listening, Dad. I'll, I'll call you after the show. I'm glad you're alive and you didn't get fucking blown up by rockets. Uh, makes my life a lot easier. Cause oh by the way, uh, my dad. You know, do you want to you you know the talk my dad had with me before he left? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where the folders at? Yeah, the updated 2023 folder of uh, <laughs> the folder of death. What what you get when I die? <laughs> I mean, my dad. I mean, God bless him. And I'm not. I mean, it's, it's being responsible. But yeah, I say that tongue in cheek, but. My dad has a folder that gets updated every year, and I get sent a copy of the paperwork every year. Um, mm. And it's not even like, I mean, in this folder of death, <laughs> there's tabs. This motherfucker is not messing around at all. Well, there's tabs. And not only are there tabs, there's a table of contents at the beginning, like a fucking book with chapters. Wow. And he goes, I'm not kidding. Step one call this person get access to this account here's the password whatever okay step two contact this person they're going to direct you to that person you're going to get this account through my whatever that Mm -hmm, he has through mm -hmm, school death mm -hmm. fucking i'm dead here's the money account step three like he has it laid the fuck out here's a question without getting into like the details um is this something he did on his own or like, did somebody help him with it? Um, and I'm saying that as far as like tax implementation, implications, implications, implications. Um, he can he put it together on his own. He may have like asked about you know, like how does how does someone access this account? And like he figured out all the information, right? Because there's there's. There's ways of doing, and I, I like again, and I don't even know how, but like, there's ways of transferring that stuff so that like, you're not having to pay a, a shit ton of money because, you know, rather than transferring it this way, it was transferred this way. And oh, I, I'm sure that the way that my dad has organized it will leave me with the the maximum amount of money that that could be left to me. Okay, well that makes sense. I yes, just... he's like this amount of cash is hidden here. Um, my right. dad has it all laid out to me and then, you know, he'll make jokes about, you know, so there's an interest in my death. Don't try to kill me sort of a deal. I'm like, dad, I don't, I it's don't one even... of those things too. Like it sucks, but like, you know, when the time comes, blah, 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 like the information like It'd that so is easy. like super helpful. Like, yeah. Cause not knowing and not knowing what to do. Like that sucks. I think my dad, and I could be wrong. I think he really got his shit together when 
he had a neighbor. This is such a sad story. He had a neighbor who was like a Marine, like really tough guy, um, strong, probably in his like 40s, like mm-hmm. not not old. Okay. And the guy got, uh, I think it was colon cancer. Mm. Pretty sure. Um, or small intestine. I think it was colon cancer. But okay. anyways, uh, he watched this like muscle of a man deteriorate to like mm-hmm. 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. Had a, I always say this word wrong, so f- forgive me, but colostomy, colostomy bag. Right, that's right. Okay, I say it fast because I feel like I'm, I'm gonna lummy it up. Okay, it's colostomy. I believe so. Okay, colostomy bag. Um, and he refused to get help. He refused to like had so much pride he wouldn't get. Um, I don't think he got chemo, or oh. when it stopped, when it when it wasn't working, or was there's it? There's a just point said, where it. yeah, there's a point where they just didn't. he didn't ask for help. Like he didn't ask anything. He never asked my dad. I, I think for for any anything at all. Um, and it was I think it was like one guy over because my dad had a, has a condo, so it was mm-hmm. like one guy over. And my dad would go and like visit him because he was one of the few people that actually knew what the fuck was going on with him because sure. he was there. And my dad, oh my, it's like it's so sad. But I remember my dad telling me he had a, a dog. My dad had a dog before he had, had now a uh, dog mm-hmm. named Max. Okay, and Max was dying as well. Max was getting old and mm-hmm. had, you know, the I don't know if he had like what specific cancer, but polyps. You know how old dogs yeah. get. And um, his neighbor, whose name was Sean, came over one day and was like playing with the dog. And he's like, I wonder who's going to die first, buddy, you or me? Like my Jesus. dad over here. Yeah. Over here. And like saying it almost like not in a. Like he's trying to like make a joke almost. Like I think is what he was going for. It was like, oh, who's gonna die first, buddy? You or me? So maybe I'm I'm giving it more of a somber delivery, and it, it wasn't like that. But my dad was like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> like you know, that's some heavy shit. And so my dad was in the room with him when he died, because okay. um, his family he didn't tell his family what the fuck was going on. So and his family I think was on the East Coast. Mm. Honestly, Long Island. I don't know. Um. And so it was my dad and maybe one other person and the doctor in the room with him. And the doctor, like, told him, uh, told Sean and my dad, like, you're not going to make it, it, you know, past 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, fucking wrap your shit up. I, you know, tie up the loose ends because this is this is the end of the road for you. Um, and so he, he passes. And my dad was really kind of like the ringleader in terms mm-hmm. of... Um, organizing all the shit, like waiting for the family to come, and he had like a disjointed family, so it was like okay. hard getting a hold of everybody, like letting people know, hey, your son's dead, like mm-hmm. holy shit. And my dad said he had nothing, nothing organized for his daughter, mm-hmm. and he had an ex-wife, and so like she's trying to get in on the money, the parents are trying to get in, the siblings are trying. There was no will, there was nothing. They mm-hmm. didn't know. He didn't know where. My dad was like, it was such a fucking mess and disaster. He goes. And I think, and I could be getting the story wrong, and my dad will let me know, but I'm pretty sure after that, my dad's like, I'm I'm leaving nothing to chance. Well, good. So he's like, I don't want that fucking mess where you're trying to, like, go to court. You know, you're trying to grieve for, you know, your dead yeah. family member or ex or whatever, father, son, mm-hmm. and then you're, like, in battling and in, in court proceedings. It's just like, fuck that shit. My dad's like... You're going to know where every dollar is going to go. And the last and... memories of you having to scramble around because they didn't fucking tell you what was what. Yeah. And... Who gets this Cadillac? Who gets yeah. that? It's like, my dad's got it fucking. It's pretty much like, it's pretty much all me. 
but you know i don't i'm not a very and i know everyone will you know contest me on this i'm really not a materialistic person like at all I, I mean that's what you say right i mean i know no, you have I, to take me out I to know. fancy dinners and stuff and here's the thing about that you have to go to the taco place yeah the t- <laughs> sometimes you do go to that really fancy taco <laughs> shop called taco bell i fucking love taco bell i do too yeah, it's 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 shit food, but it's it tastes good as fuck. Yeah. It is amazing. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. I uh, I'm not a materialistic person. No, a- at all. And and most of it's because a I wasn't raised that way, and b I've been like quote poor my entire adult life. Like mm-hmm. after my parents like let me go, and they've certainly helped me out through through many things. Um, but me as an adult trying to do things on my own, I've been quote poor the entire time because right. I've always chosen career paths and made decisions where I was like, this is going to be a good experience. This is going to be fun versus I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah. And I think that it, you know, that stems a lot from how you're raised and brought up. And I was never without as a child. So I know people that were, and they're very like security money plan focus. Mm -hmm. I was poor as a kid. I'm never being poor again. Mm -hmm. When you come from a place of abundance, like I did, my parents weren't rich, but I, there there was never a meal that was missed. I had all the, you know, my mom owned a dance studio. So I was able to do a lot of stuff for like free, Mm -hmm. but you know, if I wanted to do soccer, I did soccer. Like my parents were never like, we can't afford the uniform. Like it was never like that. I had that one time. Okay. Yeah. Um, But for the most part you were, you're good. I mean, yeah. I mean, everything else. It was always all, all the needs were met. Yeah. Roof, good. You know, food, uh, school supplies. Like never mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, if I if I had anything hobby wise that I wanted to do, my parents said, "Hey, no problem. You can have any that you want. You're buying it." Which oh is, yeah. Which is like the way. Like I'm I'm fine with that. Like that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But they, there was a time I I wanted to. I actually I think it was Boy Scouts in like elementary school. And we went to the meeting, and they're like, "Yeah, the uniforms two hundred bucks, and you got to buy all this stuff." My parents were like, "Uh, there's no fucking way I'm spending that kind of money." Yeah, it may have been a little different if my mom didn't own the dance studio because, like, dance lessons are expensive and yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I had you know any any competition I want to do, any costume I needed. My parents still had to pay for the costumes. You know, I did dance team in college. I did dance team in high school. I did soccer. I did so- uh, so- no, t-ball. I did all the things, cross country, track and field. My parents never once were like, you can't do it because we don't have money for the the outfit or the mm-hmm. whatever. It was never an issue. So I think coming from that where I was like, I'm not even worried about being poor because honestly, like if I lost my job tomorrow and everything went to shit, I could move in with my dad and he could take care of me for, you know, essentially the rest of my life, especially what he's mm-hmm. leaving to me. Like, it would be fine. He could take care of me. He could he could he could support us both. So knowing that I had that like s- security net in my head, you you start making decisions based on like um, privilege, essentially. You're just yeah. like, I can because like, whatever, my parents will just help me out. And not that I want them to pay for everything, but I'm. I'm at least I have the ability to take a risk on myself yeah, and not just do some, you know, and I'm not trying to talk bad on this at all, but you know, some, maybe a a boring corporate job that I wouldn't want, but it's secure. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate to kind of, to kind of do that. So anyways, I've just never, never really focused on material things. And I like new things, but I'm always down for a deal. I've never been about, 
name brands. It never really made sense to me. I'm like, it's it's a functioning thing. If the purse holds your shit, mm-hmm. it's a good purse. It doesn't need to be a Louis Vuitton. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, and I, I, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I watched this one Sam Harris video that just fucking, it changed, um, didn't change everything for me, but it really like solidified what I believed in, which was they did, uh, he talked about this study that they did where they interviewed people on their deathbed okay. about things about the regrets. Um, and no one said, I wish I got the Louis bag. No one said, I wish I spent more time working. No one said, you know, I wish I was part of the cool kids or I wish I would have gotten the new dress. Like, it was all about I wish I would have spent more time with the people I cared about, Mm -hmm. that I loved. I wish I would have paid more attention. I wish I would have been more present. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have not missed out on experiences. And I was so grateful that I ended up hearing about the study and hearing that video from Sam Harris, which it was only like a six minute video. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like some long lecture like that I saw in person. It was like just fucking on YouTube. And I'm like, holy shit, these people are on their deathbed and they're not thinking about all the things that like maybe a lot of us think about on a daily basis about what we think is important about image, about the car that they should have got or the house they should have bought or the whatever. No one is thinking about that. On their last moments on earth, they're thinking about, man, I wish I would have spent more time with people I cared about, with people I loved. I wish I would have told people, you know, how I felt about them. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I was, I worked less. No one ever said I wish I worked more. Yeah, you never hear that. I wish I would have been on Instagram more. Like, I I wish I would have had more clout on Twitter. Like, no one says that shit. So I'm like, God, I'm so grateful that I've been gifted this information before I'm on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of, ever since then, I've, I'm like, this actually doesn't matter. Like, uh, that happens a lot where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I don't get, I don't even want the dress. Like, it's not going it, to, at the end of the day, it's just going to be a piece of clothing. Like, who fucking cares? So I think that's really helped I didn't helped like the me. way it fit. I'm going to return it anyway. Well, I didn't like the way it fit. And I wanted my money back. <laughs> and honestly, it was not, a, I mean, it was my money, but it was like, you know, fun yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That someone threw my way. But yeah. And and, and and with me and returning, I'm the queen of returning things. Me too. You are horrible at it, returning things. I know, but in my mind, I'm always like, I'm going to return that. And then it I'm sits like, in the bag for a year. You can, and I, I know this is flawed logic, but you can buy something with your own money, return it, get that money back, and now, in my mind, I'm playing with house money. Yeah, it's free money. I'm like, I just fucking, Target just paid me 38 bucks. Mm-hmm. Let's go have some fun because right. this isn't my money. This is Target's money. Mm-hmm. No, bitch. It's your fucking money that you got back because you impulse bought this stupid fucking dress <laughs> for brunch. You didn't even know if you were going to go to. Oh, yeah, like- you didn't even know. I went to do not go to Target at night because you start thinking crazy thoughts. You're like, I may go to a brunch tomorrow. I may not. You even knew. Go be- Hold on. Because we talked before you went to the Target and you knew you were going to like go spend money. Yeah, I, I had it in my mind like I'm like I'm gonna spend some That's fucking fun. money. That's fun sometimes. Yeah, I had a I had a hundred dollar bill in my in my little console thing. Oh damn! I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna use my credit card. This is what you got. Like I was at the casino. I was like Hootie at the casino. Well, not you were there I every night. I wasn't wasted oh. on pills. But it was one of those things where it's like you got a hundred dollars. Like you can only spend this much. If you go over, you have to put something back. So I spent like seventy bucks. 
mostly because I bought this fucking dress mm. that I'm like, man, I've been eyeing this dress. I've been to Target a few times. It's been looking back at me. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. And I did. And then I tried it on and I was low key, very grateful. It looked like shit. I didn't even try it on there. I was like, <laughs> I was bold. I was like, fuck this. Plus, the store was closing in like seven minutes. So I had, oh, right. a, I had a rush. But then I after like said brunch, I took, I, you were, you were there. I, I was like, fuck, give me that dress. I need to return it. Oh, I know. On the way back from the brunch, I didn't even wait 24 fucking hours. I'm like, give me my money back right now. They're like, do you want store credit or cash? I'm like, cash. Who idiot. the fuck? Who would get store credit? Yeah, if, if the option is store credit or cash, who the fuck would take store credit? Do you want money you can only spend here or money you could spend anywhere? Right. Hmm, I if, don't know. If, if the deal was you returned it late and they'll only give you store credit, fine. Totally fine. Yeah, but if you have the option, like anybody who would ever take store credit, it's like even if you plan on buying stuff that day, don't do store credit. You don't do store credit. You never do store credit. That's so stupid. <laughs> it really is. Idiot. So I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, I almost said like, Fucking art. Cash. Because, Immediately. Because here's the thing, too. Imagine this. So you take store credit because you know you're spending 100 bucks at Target right then. You go spend 100 bucks at Target. You return that. Guess what? Now you can only get store credit back and you that's cannot get cash back. That, that's fucking uh, return inception right there. Yeah, you got to break that cycle. And I paid in cash, so I want it back right. in cash. Right. Immediately, bitch. Give me my money, ho. And yeah, I and I don't even wait 30, 30 days. I didn't even wait 30 hours. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. returning this right now. And nothing made me feel better. And then because I spent a bunch of mo- uh, money at brunch, so I'm like, oh, I just paid my... In my head, I'm like, I spent $0 at brunch because that's how your brain works. <laughs> you spent that $37 like 12 times already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, dang, like I just spent like 35 at brunch and now I have $37 in my pocket. I just basically got brunch for free. That's... I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Your brain works in mysterious ways where you're like, ah, fucking, ah, look at me. So, um, yeah, nothing makes me f- feel better than than being on my shit. My dad, if he's listening, he may or may not, he may have tuned out. He's like, that's enough on it for now. Mm-hmm. But um, he would be very proud because I used to be, as a child and an adolescent, I was a, I was a classic procrastinator. And um, I'm proud to say that I beat it and I am on my shit at any given moment. Time, I know when your when your fucking birthday is, when your mom's birthday is. I was freaking people out yesterday. I was I there was a girl I do jujitsu with at fucking five thirty in the morning. I'm like, happy birthday! She's like, how the fuck do you know it's my birthday? I'm like, you told me last year. She's like, oh Christ. What was it? Oh, Trump's birthday. Was it Trump's birthday the other day that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I was like, I think I remember seeing it. And then we were talking about her birthday because she was at uh, jujitsu yesterday, and there was another girl, and she said, you know. Uh, Maya's birthday's coming up. I'm like, I know. It's on the 19th. And she's like, how the fuck do you know my birthday? I'm like, because you told me. You, you understand when you tell me, mm-hmm. it goes into the file cabinet. And I just, it may take me a second to go and find the file and pick it out and, and, and retrieve the information. But it's fucking there. Hmm. Fucking there. Don't get it twisted. Um, see you guys tonight at the game. We'll yeah, be there 630. at 6.30 for the first pitch. Who's going to throw the first pitch? Do we know? I don't think anybody we know. Okay. But I'm not sure. Well, I'll be drunk on Claws, um, so you can find me there. You can still buy tickets if you want. TheBobArmory.com forward slash Tarpons. Yes. Do it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a nice night. Yep. It's not going to rain. Free drinks. Free, free drinks. Free food once yeah. you once you buy the... Uh, yeah, once you pay for once it. Once you pay for the ticket. <laughs> once you pay for it, it's I free. I know. It's, it's like... But yeah. 
It's free once you pay for the ticket, but for all you can eat and drink, 40 bucks, 43 bucks. Yeah, and I don't think they have a charge for parking either, so that's another savings. Oh, yeah, that's sometimes, great. you know, some of those places, 20, 30, 40 bucks to park, and I believe it's yeah. free there. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. So come hang out. We'll be there tonight. And uh, thank you, Blitz, for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I see know it was tonight. a long one. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tonight. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.